0: Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. Your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. We're talking ice fishing at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. The cool thing about this show is everybody who's anybody in ice fishing is here. And today, we're talking to Tim Hill from Arneson's on Lake of the Woods. And we're talking some Lake of the Woods, one of the favorite spots for ice anglers in Minnesota.
1: The big lake, the big lake. The big lake
0: here on the uh, Canadian border. You're way at the top of yep. Minnesota. I wave to Canada every day. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim, tell me a little bit, if someone is going to Lake of the Woods for the first time and they knew nothing about it,
1: what's your sales pitch on Lake of the Woods? Lake of the Woods is such a big body of water and a lot of structure and different points and I mean you just It's got a huge quantity of walleyes, saugers, northern pike Uh, I mean when you go up there and most people that come up and visit us They they can't believe How good fishing is and I mean uh, we're very fortunate to have that kind of fishing on Lake of the Woods
0: Yeah, so great fishing up there. You guys are a winner uh, destination, but all, I mean, just a year-round resort. you've got a yeah, lot. Yeah, we're going a year-round
1: resort. We have charter boats and everything, and lots of cabins. A lot of people bring their own boats up, do their own thing. We got a lot of reefs that everybody fishes. Uh, winter, uh, we kind of run. We got 150 fish houses that we run, and uh, so basically, we do our own thing. We don't plow any roads, so we transport all of our customers out, heated rigs to heated houses okay so you're getting them out there and
0: track vehicles and people can stay at the resort and you guys can take them out for the day but you also have overnight houses
1: as well yeah we we do have sleepers out of them houses we got about 50 sleepers and they were basically overnighters and they're stretched out for about four miles out from the resort maybe four or five miles out and uh, they work very well and a lot of people really enjoy them it's like camping on ice and and you when you wake up in the morning you start fishing you don't have you know you don't have to worry about the transportation and everything and uh, a lot of people really enjoy them. So
0: if someone's coming up there for the first time
1: what kind of things should they bring if they're planning on going ice fishing with you guys? For us the biggest thing is bring the right stuff I mean bright tackle you don't want you don't want to go to Kmart or Walmart and buy them fishing rods and have 20 pound test that looks like a square knot. I mean, you got to have the right line. You want that six to eight pound. Uh, you know, we use a lot of rattling and glow stuff because our our water is stained. Mm-hmm. So you need that glow and the noise to track the fish. Yeah, with that dark water, what are your favorite colors? What are your go to colors? My my go to is definitely red or pink glow. Um, I, I maybe use a little bit of gold every once in a while, but I would say red or pink. And then, uh, obviously, you switch it up every once in a while. We'll do some chartreuse or something. And, I mean, you just got to find what they want that day. Mm-hmm. And
0: when, you, when you're when you putting your jigs down there for walleyes, what kind of bait you putting on
1: those? Uh, usually, for us, the easiest thing for us is we use live chubs. Because they, they'll last, so you don't have to worry about the- the dying and whatever. Um, and a lot of times when I'm jigging I just use half, half of a minnow. Mm-hmm. But dead stick obviously you want something to, with the action so we'll leave the live middle on there. Otherwise we we do use a lot of frozen shiners up on Lake of La the Woods. And they're from the lake. They basically mm-hmm. net them in the fall and the spring. And we'll use them. And they seem to perform a little bit better but uh i can honestly say uh, we catch enough fish with just normal chub minnow
0: yeah lake of the woods is really well known for being a structure lake yeah lots of different places out there to fish you're not looking you're not out there basin fishing like a lot of the bigger lakes uh that people fishing right now tell me about where you're setting up and and where people should go if they're thinking about coming out and doing some fishing up there
1: Uh, Most of the time, like early season, we'll do the shorelines. We try to do the shorelines and maybe some points. Uh, You know, a lot of the structure on the shoreline is rock-related. So we'll hug the edge of a point or something and catch the edge. Or on the shorelines, we're looking for rubble, basically gravel, rocks. I mean, that seems to hold the bait fish in the fish. And that's where we start. But once we get a good solid base of ice, you know, 18 to 21, then we're running, we're going to the reefs, we'll be, I mean, we have probably 13 to 14 reefs within a seven mile radius of the resort, so we'll just, you know, we'll bounce around from reef to reef, and basically we just do pods of houses on each reef and, you know, change it up. Some reefs will be good one day, and then they slow up, and we'll change over to a different reef. I mean, we keep we keep moving. We move houses every day. That's what we do. So you're trying to keep people on fish. What is the bite like? I mean, during the day, what where when's kind of the magic hour on Lake of the Woods? Me, me myself, and I, I would say most people that uh, live up there, it's a nine to five lake. So nine o'clock to ten o'clock, ten thirty is your prime bite, and I would say three thirty to four thirty, five o'clock. Um, Them are the two best bites. You do catch fish in the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. but you can definitely see where you're you're busy, you know one after another one after another for about a half an hour and you're like wow This is good. This is good. And then all of a sudden you're like one fish Another bite and you can see it slow down and then all of a sudden at the end of the day You're ready for your run, you know, so it it's it's good for sleeping in yeah that sounds good <laughs> you don't have that five in the morning bite so. no no mostly I, i've done it up i mean obviously i've tried many things i've tried fishing at night i've tried fishing in the morning just to try to prove something but i'm telling you i mean i've sat there for two hours and never had a bite till the sun came up and it was like 8 30 and then i started catching fish you know at night you know if you get a nice moon or something then you'll catch some fish in the middle of the night but most of the time, it kind of shuts down. You catch one here and there, but you can totally tell when that sun gets to the treetops. It's uh, it's happy hour. Yeah.
0: Um, you talked a little bit about dead sticking earlier in the show. How many rods are you
1: allowed on the lake? We're allowed two rods per person. And, I mean, typically most guys, you'll be jigging one, and then you got your dead stick or your bobber. And that 's the most effective you got for us you've got to attract the fish mm-hmm. you know if you 're just going to sit there and watch two bobbers float you 're going to have a different day than the guy that's sitting there trying to jig them and attract them in
0: yeah and what we find is you know a lot of times you 're jigging and the dead stick is what hits, but, yeah. the, but the jigging stick brought him in
1: yeah i mean i, I tell a lot of people say the same thing to me, and i 've witnessed it myself obviously, but yeah, you're jigging, you're jigging, you're looking at your electronics, you can see the fish coming. You're like, and all of a sudden you look over, you're like, where'd my bobber go? You know? Yeah. But you're jigging is what probably brought it there. Sure. What's your favorite part about Lake of the Woods? My favorite part about Lake of the Woods is you've got so much area to fish. And, I mean, you know, summertime, I can, you could run all the way across 13 miles get up by Stony Point go up to Garden Island all that stuff you got totally different areas and I mean it's it's a big mass of water so if you're not catching fish here you have almost too many options but it's nice to have options to go try a different spot or a different reef or a different point I mean you got I mean you could spend the whole day traveling and and once you find the fish you forget about everything you just wasted your time on but you got a lot of area to fish
0: yeah what's the most challenging part of fishing lake of the woods
1: uh the most challenging you know it's a big body of water and a lot of people don't understand it i mean like right now we're just developing ice we got ice but we the the sheet is not completely frozen all the way across to canada it's moving back and forth Mm -hmm. so right now you know a lot of people are saying well you got Ten inches of ice, but you got open water right there. I mean, we have to wait till it connects. And and when you got a million acres of ice, and you get either a strong north wind or a strong south wind, it it can shift. It can move. It. I mean, you you can't predict what's going to happen. But you got to be you got to be safe. You got to really think about what you're doing. And in the summertime, same thing. I mean, you might go out. And then uh, the weather's beautiful, you know, everything's good, but if you get any type of uh, a strong wind coming through, it's, it doesn't take long for them waves to start developing. So you gotta really focus on what the weather's doing. And then early ice, you can't, just because you see a nice sheet of ice across the lake, for early ice, you gotta be careful on what you do because some of them spots were open yesterday and skimmed over and you could be on one inch ice and you know we don't want to see anybody get in that situation right what um what is your season like up there for ice season as far as uh
0: you know when do you guys start getting out in the water and kind of when is it shut down for the year
1: for us at Arnesons I mean we're we're kind of fortunate but uh I would usually we're out ice fishing with customers by the middle of December that's pretty typical and because of, we're not by the rainy river we don't have current and everything we don't it, the, once we develop that ice we get that 30 some inches of ice we we keep that ice and we'll fish in the, the first part of april right i mean we, we don't have to worry about the river opening up and everything else so we're we're one of the last ones with still taking people fishing at the end of the ice season when's the best time to come up I, quite honestly, I get asked that a lot. I mean, I, me personally, I like, I like it when we got that nice 18 to 21 plus inches of ice, because then we can run everywhere. I mean, we can run to all the races. I mean, getting around, you know, it's less. You don't have to worry about these ice shifting and everything because we have bridges and everything. So, I like January, February, and March. And in our late March it's some phenomenal fishing. We'll, the fish start to move in towards shorelines. And most people are already thinking about mowing grass down in southern Minnesota, while we're still up there ice fishing, catching big walleye. That's awesome. So
0: why should someone, if they're thinking about coming to Lake of the Woods for the first time, why would you advise them to hire a guide and
1: get out there and get started that way? Well, if it's your first time, I mean, that's it, it. You need somebody to help you out. I mean, I've I've gone fishing many places, Mexico, wherever you know. You, if you didn't have a guide or someone to help you out, you you would spend two or three days trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to go up there and enjoy yourself, why wouldn't you take a guide and have them set you up with on the fish already? You don't have to do nothing. You know, it's I I would do it if you know, it it all depends if you can afford it. I mean, I understand that. But it's a lot of water. And if you in US side of Lake Lewis is 600,000 acres. And if you don't know where you should be fishing on that 600,000 acres, it would be nice to have a guide to help you out for sure and he, he actually brought that up you get the u.s side you get a canadian side yep. how, how do people kind of handle that well uh, it's pretty uh we don't have any major issues i mean a lot of the guys you know they will go fish on canadian side and they've they've made it a little bit easier for us i mean as long as you don't anchor up or touch land and as long as you go by canadian let. Rules and by a Canadian license, you can go into Canada and fish. Um, but quite honestly, for me and our sense, I mean we, I got six hundred thousand acres, so I really I don't take customers into Canada because I really don't need to. I mean, if I got to go to Canada to catch some walleyes or whatever, I mean, then obviously I'm not doing my job right. So we stay on the U.S. side. Cool. What's your pitch for Arneson's? I mean, if if I was going to come up there, there's lots of resorts up there. Why do I want to stay at Arneson's? The biggest thing about Arneson's is I'm um, we're one of the only resorts on the south shore. I mean, we're and we're very fortunate. I say this many times, but we have a lot of structure reefs within that seven mile radius. I, I would say at least a dozen reefs that you could fish. So you got and uh, one reef could only be a quarter mile away from the other so if you're searching for fish just because we didn't catch any fish on this reef you bounce over to the next reef and and then if that don't happen you keep working them but you don't have to travel 20 miles I mean you're within sight of the resort I mean it's just close easy and then that the really nice harbor we got a protected harbor in the summer in the winter i mean we everything's there i mean we got a huge lodge all uh, really good meals steak whatever you want uh, it's just a great place to be yeah, one of the cool things about it is there's a lot of history behind Arneson's. I mean, the, the place has been in the family for a long time. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about the history of the resort? Yeah, Arneson's, uh, they homesteaded. It developed in 1897, and uh, they've, the family's owned it ever since. And that's pretty rare for a lot of resorts because a lot of resorts change hands through the years. And uh, it's, I think they're on the f- sixth generation now. So i mean it's just it's a family run business and it's it's very friendly, great for families, kids everything i mean we're laid back, and uh, it's just a very nice place to be yeah one of the one of the first settlers of that area was was you guys
0: so yep that's super cool. If people want to learn more about artisan's work and they find information
1: on it. If you want to learn more about Arneson's, you can either go on Facebook and look up Arneson's Rocky Point. Otherwise, you can go to Arneson's.com. Tim,
0: thanks so much for coming on the show and talking Lake of the Woods. And it's that time of year where people are getting excited about getting out and taking a little trip and kind of discovering some adventure and going to some places that maybe uh, they haven't before. Awesome. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.